0: What I'm going to talk about is why am I coming to this church. and I, I've been thinking about it for quite a while now, and um, I just wanted to explain a couple of things about me before I start. One, I'm a very sensitive person, so I might get choked up during this. I have dyslexia, so I'm not going to read from anything. And I also am an introvert, so I'm very nervous. But it's good to see all of you people out here today. Um, and I started to think about it. I changed my whole idea of what I was going to say while I was here, and I said, you know, what would have happened if, because of my dyslexia, somebody decided I should be thinking the same way as everybody else? I think with just my back part of my brain instead of my front and my back. And then I thought about all the diversity and things we would have missed out on, the things like Leonardo da Vinci and Einstein and even uh, uh, John F. Kennedy, who will come back later in my speech. So, I mean, they used to make left-handed people right-handed. Also, I have uh, and being an introvert, what if everybody forced me to be an extrovert? This would be just totally wrong. You have to be who you are, and people have to, can't judge you for what you are. That's part of the reason I'm here at this church. It's a welcoming church. Um, about a little over a year ago, after Election Day, before Thanksgiving, my wife said, "I think we should go to church this Thanksgiving." And so we asked, "Where are we going to go?" My wife said, "To our old church." My firstborn, Leah, not Leah, uh, started crying and said, I'm not going back to that church, and, my, and you can't make me. And my wife looked at me, looking for, for me to support her, and I said, I agree with Leah. I'm, it would be hypocritical for us to go back there. So my wife said, find us another church and find it fast. <laughs> So there's four of us in the family, and, and I want to explain a little bit about each of us because we're all different. My son's easy. He, he wants to Sunday school, probably. If there's donuts, he's happy. <laughs> My daughter, when I talked to Leah, she's, they wanted me to say I'm non-binary. Her, um, their favorite pronouns are they, them, there. Uh, everything non-gender. They don't want to be in a place where they feel they're not uncomfortable. You n- people need to be comfortable in church, and I totally agree with that. Having because I'm Jewish and I was in a Christ, non-denominational Christian church for ten years, and I felt like a loner, and it was not a pleasant feeling. Uh, my wife is. Um, raised catholic she had i think she had about five things that are on her agenda she wanted a church where the kids would learn about god and that just pretty much most of your churches are like that It leaves out, you know um agnostics atheists that's about it she wanted a place where uh the kids would have a moral compass facing north and I thought about this, and I said, well, there's a lot of churches in Alabama where these good Christians voted for a person who's probably a child molester and, and pedophile. Half a million people did, and I can't believe it. So those churches would be out on her list. Um, she probably would prefer one where a woman has the right to choose, pro-choice. And there's a fourth one, and boy, I'm blanking on it right now. One where she would not feel guilty about having a Christmas tree because her favorite holiday of the year is Christmas in a a secular way. Also, she wanted to make sure we were not going to be joining a cult. Uh, And coming from California, that... And I thought about that, again, just this morning, and I'm thinking of all the cults. I mean, you can go to Charles Manson, you can go to Jonestown, you can go to Waco, Texas, you can think about... L. Ron Hubbard and Church of Scientology. We also had Est out there. We had lots of cults. And I think that most religions are a cult, but it's it's on a sliding scale, and I want to be <laughs> at the other end of the spectrum. So that's how we are. And then I wanted to explain a little bit about how I first learned about Unitarianism. Because the the two, in May of 1961, the two churches joined together. But to me, it's, it was Unitarianism was where I was headed. And that's when I first uh, learned about it. I, first of all, I was bar mitzvahed in 62, May of 62, a year later. And then 18 months after that, it was November 22nd, 1963, and our president was shot and killed. And that night, my mother said, we're going to church. Our, our temple is going to join with the Unitarian Church of Huntington, and we're going to pray together, and that was the first time I learned about it. So uh, I always thought about that, and I, I, I learned—I did not totally understand what Unitarianism. I, I've learned a lot about it by researching this speech today, and um, so I always thought that would be a good fallback position if I ever was in marrying somebody outside of my religion. It would be a good common ground, because I, I don't believe in Christ as a God or anything like that, and, and this falls into what Unitarianism is all about. He was a mere mortal, I'm sorry. Um, my wife and I were married by a rabbi. We, uh, when we were, when she was pregnant with Leah, we decided to look into Judaism. Kind of out because of this wanting to have the Christmas tree, but a lot of, <laughs> a lot of Jews do have Christmas trees. And so we went through a year's worth of study, and uh, we, hit, we learned about all the different holidays. And we hit December, and that's known as December Dilemma. Do you or do you not have a Christmas tree? And it was decided by, not by my wife, but by others that, no, you should not. It just confuses the children. If you're trying to bring them up to us, you should not have a Christmas tree. So I think that turned off my wife to Judaism. So then... Um, we moved here in uh, about 2000, December 2000, and after, uh, when we wanted to put Leah into uh, a preschool, we looked around, and we sent her to a Lutheran church. Uh, we also sent her to Sunday school there, but we didn't like the minister there. We, we felt he couldn't, uh, couldn't relate to children, couldn't relate to people. He was kind of an odd duck and we decided to look for another church. So we found a non-denominational um, Bible study church here in town. And um, we went there for a couple of years and I pretty quickly found out this is not where I wanted to be. It, was, it wasn't it was just being the, one of the few Jews and out had a couple of hundred people there, but it was his the whole philosophy. It was, you know, uh, anti-abortion, Homosexuality is a sin. It, 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 it's just everything that I, I'm against. So uh, a couple of years later, Anne was asking me, should we relocate to the Raleigh area? And I said, I'm willing to relocate there only if we can look at the Unitarian Church there. And uh, I think she agreed, but now she kind of denies that. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, we come up to now where... Uh, Just before the election, the pastor there at our church took the day off from Bible study, and he he spent about 15, 20 minutes explaining that the division between church and state was not as I envision it, but it was to keep government out of religion, not religion out of the government. Then he went on to tell us that the two candidates are both terrible candidates. So what you have to look at are the issues, and he spelled out the issues, which were opposite of everything I, I think about the the anti-abortion, the other issues. Uh, I mean, his vice president, uh, going back to uh, you know, he had this conversion therapy, and and it's just totally wrong. My daughter, uh, excuse me, my firstborn cries when she when they hear that. Uh, talk when, when there's talk about conversion therapy. So um, we knew we could not go back there. And so my wife said, find another church. And so I first thing I wrote down was universe, Unitarian Universalist Church of Loudoun. And I had been, the summer of 2016, I had been working just down the road here. I went by here twice a day, saw the sign, went, yeah, you know, I'm still seriously thinking that's where i belong. So when this opportunity came up, that was the first name on the list. And then i checked into all the other churches that i could find that were the smaller ones, the ones that are in uh, schools and and other places, destiny church, church of what's happening now kind of thing. And um, you know, then i i took what this church is all about to Leah and i said, can you live with this? And, I mean, you just turn the back page up here, and you just start out the inherent worth and dignity of every person. I mean, something like that, Leah said, yes, I'm willing to try it. And so I got everybody here. So we come through the door, and we're we're a little timid. We don't know what to expect, and, and still worrying about whether it's a cult or not. <laughs> and we meet Anne-Marie. And she's just a big smile on her face, welcome, let me write out badges for you, help you out. We meet Michelle, we meet Jerry. I um, immediately meet Dan King, who's just a wonderful person. And uh, he he was kind of a new timer here as himself, the pastor here for the new people here. And got along and had a very nice talk with him before the service even began. In the meantime, my wife Ann met uh, Leslie. She knew her from before. Gets along very well with Leslie and so she was happy and we've been happy ever since i think so um this is you know a wonderful place where everybody just doesn't judge you for who you are what you are or anything like that where you've been um i did want to go on about dan king and i was very sad to see him go but i want to say that i want to thank the the committee who picked out our current uh, pastor which is alice alice is just wonderful i think she brings so much leadership and um, compassion to her job and i don't think the committee could have done a better job and i'm really really happy with with alice um and for any newcomers who are thinking about joining there are two two events you have to go to and one is there's a newcomer's dinner that's held at a barn it's not a barn. It's nicer than my house. <laughs> it's, i got a working kitchen. Six people can work in this kitchen at a time and not bump into each other. If my wife and dog are in the kitchen when I'm cooking, I kick them both out. <laughs> so uh, the other one is the one that Ricky was talking about, the service auction. It's our one real big fundraiser of the year. Um, you have an opportunity to bid on dinners that are hosted by members of the church. It's, it's a wonderful time. We've, done, we've bid on two. We've been to one, and uh, it was a wonderful experience. We really got to know the other people who were there. We have another one coming up uh, shortly. And um, I'm sure we're going to have a wonderful time there as well. And, And I'm very, very happy here.